This episode was recorded last week just prior to singer Demi Lovato coming out as non-binary. Demi Lovato now goes by the pronouns they, them. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet robe let's just get right into it because he's back we have to stop meeting like this but i love it mr frankie grande hi it's good to see you again well i mean where else will we meet but when you're behind the velvet rope you tend to see some people that you know right Uh, just a few yeah what is going on with you how are you today how is it to be back in la I mean, LA is wonderful, you know, I guess um, I was just in New York for like what, a, a quick week doing my show Titanic. So I guess I don't really feel like I left LA, but um, it is nice to kind of have like a minute to uh, breathe and process because I had like this whirlwind month where I just like was was working, working, working on both both coasts doing shows. And I was like, wait a second, my body, I don't know if my body's ready for this. Like, remember, like COVID body, like I need to like quarant- quarantine body, like I need to like get out of that men's mindset. So that really kind of um, was a quick slap across the face. And now um, I'm now I'm starting to find like normal again, like whatever that means. Quarantine know? body is a real thing. Let it's me a tell real you. thing. Listen, Will Smith just posted about his quarantine body, Hanny. And I was like, good for you for raising awareness and for like embracing it. Because I I had a panic attack. I had a photo shoot the other day and I fully had a panic attack because I didn't look the way that I did like a year and a half ago. And I was like so disappointed and sad and like body dysmorphia, like literally took over my life for like days. Um, but I, I had to work through that. I had to work through that. And um, so it was just nice to have someone like Will Smith sharing about his struggles too. Cause I was like, yeah, I, I don't look like I did before COVID. Does all. your boyfriend tell you snap out of it? You're fine. Yes, of course. He's like, babe, you look incredible. What he says is you look the same, which I'm like, that, that doesn't help. Hale. I was like, don't say you look the same. That's kind of a compliment. I know, but I don't want to hear you look the same because I think I look like shit and I think I used to look great. So therefore I'm like, just say it'll be right back. Well, which is true. Like, you know, back in soul cycle, back in the gym, everything comes back. You know, I'll be snatched in time for pride, which is perfect because it's in two weeks and I'm ready to go. Which I guess when is Pride? I don't know when LA Pride is. I mean, New York Pride is the end of June. So like I'll be perfect by then. Great. Sounds great. You have like four weeks. Perfect. We're going to talk about Pride. We're going to talk about Rainbow-thon. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But I have to ask, since last time you were here for Titanic, I saw it. It was great. Oh, yay. Thank you. Did you hear from Celine? I didn't hear from Celine. I wish I did. But no, no tweets. She was... She had been running dark, uh, just postponing her concert series. Did you see that TikTok where she was like, I guess it'll have to be 2024. She was like, she was like, she was like, "Um, you guys, the the pandemic, I'm so sorry. I guess it will have to be 2021. And then she was like, 2022. And she's like, it'll be 2024. I was like, 2024? Dear God. This is just a reason for you to do more Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Well, we will fill the gap left by Celine Dion, the void left by Celine Dion, um, since she's not touring now until 2024. It was, it was great. It was, Thank I think you. people thought it was fun and like, it's kind of what the world's needed. Yeah. 
I agree. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever been in. And I think that that's exactly where we are as a society right now. We just want to smile, laugh, get back together and not feel so scared for like the first time in like a really long time because the world is a scary place. So let's just go forget about it for 90 minutes inside of a theater while watching people be assholes to Celine Dion music. How I saw, you know, it was Mother's Day. How nice was it to see like your Nana and like your mom and your sister and with your boyfriend like that? You must love coming to the East Coast for that, right? Um, yeah, actually, that was on the West Coast, but I oh, um, was. Oh, yes, it was on the West Coast, oh. but I um, I thought it was, it was when you were here. No, but it was so oh. wonderful. I mean, having us all together for Mother's Day is just an amazing thing, and we all try really hard. That's a holiday that we actually really try for. It's like up there with Christmas for us, like in terms of like you know, I try like. If there's a year where sometimes sometimes I've actually flown to Florida for the afternoon and then flown to L.A. for the evening just because I want to make sure that like my mom and my grandmother just know how special both of them are to me in my life. Um, and so it was really nice for me not to have to make a make a, uh, you know, uh, a plane trip in the middle of the day. It was nice that we're all together. So it was really beautiful. It's always nice when they come to you, right? Like, yeah, let, let the family come to you. What about as the world opens, you know, Broadway? I mean, it really seems like it's going to be here, right? Like by September-ish? Oh, yeah, it does. And I'm so excited. I can't wait. I, I want to come to see every single show. I don't care if I've seen it 40 times already. I want to just be inside of a Broadway theater. And I want to watch that magic come to life on stage again. I just, I miss it so much. I it, miss live theater. Yeah. How are, I mean, is it going to be like full capacity or I don't even know. I yeah, just I literally so. started looking. Wow. I think it's full capacity. Yeah, I think they're just like, doors are open. Come on wow. in, guys. I think it'll be individual based on theater, but I do believe that New York is allowing full capacity. I know LA is allowing full capacity on June 16th, so wow. I can't imagine why New York wouldn't in the fall. Is there one show, like, even if you've seen it a million times, you want to see more than others? I think the last show, and what's the last show you saw? I want to see saw? Moulin Rouge. I haven't seen Moulin Rouge yet. so I have I'm not seen it either. first thing that I need to see is Moulin Rouge. Have to, have to, must, must, must. That's the top of my list. That's a good one. I haven't seen it. The last show I think I saw was Tina, the musical. I think that was the last thing I saw. I think mine was Cher, which was fabulous. On my birthday. It was great. I had a blast. I saw that Cher show possibly like 25 times. The one on Broadway? Or yeah. The, oh my God, that's so fun. <gasps> I love it. It was just, Stephanie J. Block was phen- like, phenomenal. Like, she called just, out my day, but I loved her understudy. She was fabulous. She was, when you get recognized in the world, is it from this Broadway community or is it mostly from Big Brother? I don't think I asked you that last time you were here. It's such a smattering. It's such a smattering. It's Broadway, it's New York, um, it's uh, Big Brother, it's Henry Danger, um, it's social media, it's Access Hollywood. Like, it's the randomest things that I would recognize for. Yeah. Um, So, uh, but I, I would imagine most Big Brother was probably the biggest platform I'd ever been on. But um, I've done so many other things since then. So people say all sorts of things, all sorts of things. It's just the Broadway community is so it's it's tight. I love when people recognize me from Broadway. That makes me really happy when they're like, I saw you in Rock of Ages. I'm like, ah, thank you. It means you recognize me for my talent. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're like, thank you. Well, you know, maybe you'll be back on Broadway soon now that it's open. There needs to be, be awesome. I mean, I think people are developing new shows, right? Like eventually we'll get there. I think it's eventually take a we minute. will get there. I think the juggernauts need to come show the world that the that it is a viable marketplace again. 
you know, we need the Wicked's and the Mamma Mia's and the well, the Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia would be great to reopen, actually. My it's God. It's a really smart idea. Judy Kramer, you heard it here first. Reopen Mamma Mia and put me in it. Um, I, uh, but yes, we need like the big juggernaut shows, Lion King, Wicked, um, to uh, have successful runs. And then I think the new shows will open and start taking risks again. I hope so. I mean, New York feels kind of normal. I mean, I don't know about that area. Let me, uh, let me, okay, kind of. The key word is kind of, but I have to uh, tell you this weekend, no, no, no. It is so busy out. It's busy. Now, I don't know about the Broadway area. Oh, but no. Like, Times Square is a deserted wasteland. Still, it looks like a zombie apocalypse. Still, and, really. Yeah. Midtown West is like, is like scary. I was like, actually, like, felt like unsafe. Really? Um, yeah, which was wild. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad Chelsea seems to be popping. The opposite. I went out and people were like, you don't have a reservation. I'm like, who's here? Well, apparently a lot of people are there. You know, interesting because I went downtown because my show Titanic was downtown. And, yeah. and it was wildly popular. Soho was lit. But yeah, Hell's Kitchen is Hell's Kitchen is terrifyingly, scarily deserted. But um, wow. I think that's because the Broadway shows are not on. So there's no reason to police the neighborhoods. There's no reason to, you know, make sure that there isn't crime on the streets and do all that stuff because there's not, nothing's open. The restaurants aren't open. The theaters aren't open. Um, and so it's, the bars are like barely open. The whole like, you're safe because you're in a tent on the street that's covered by like plastic shower curtains eating with other people is ridiculous to me. A little bit, right? I'm like, just, just let them eat on the sidewalk. I don't understand the whole like little like we're gonna put you like you might as well be eating inside. There's no ventilation inside of the shower curtain where you're like literally tented. I think they did some some wild things to try to like avoid COVID, which will absolutely not prevent COVID in any way, shape, or form from spreading. But like they made it look like it is. I don't know. It was it was weird for me. I'm excited for. Uh, new New York. Like I'm excited for New York to come back, and I think Broadway will definitely do that. I mean, like Midtown. I, I'm in Mid. I, I live in Midtown, so. so my apartment's in Midtown. So I need I need Broadway to open in order for me to feel uh, like my city is back. You know, I the tents are weird. I think they're worse than just oh, sitting yeah. inside. It's like a small. I don't it's know. So weird. It's You're weird. on the street. I'm like, am I gonna get hit by a car? Like, I don't understand. Like, why are so many people walking by? And like, why am I in a shower curtain? It's so bizarre. It's such a New York thing. It's a, in, in, it's <laughs> the, just such a, like, I try to explain it to people and they're like, what do you mean you're in a tent? I'm like, this restaurant didn't miss know. a beat. I know. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, I think that like people got creative, but I just, I just don't think the creativity um, actually helped the problem. But I do think that it's amazing that they got creative, you know, like, cause people need, we needed the restaurants to stay open. I just, I totally. think that it would have been just as safe to just have people inside compared to like these weird tents where you're like on top of another person in a in a humid plastic bag kind of what about i mean it's almost big brother time here here we are heading into June. do you watch big brother still i didn't watch big brother until the all-star season because of course i wanted to support cody and nicole i'm very proud of my my boy cody um and so i think i'll watch this one i think this will be my first season of big brother normal that i've watched i watched celebrity for marissa i watched all stars for cody um so now i think this might be the first like normal season of big brother that i watched are you so happy that cody won 
so happy he was in he was incredible on that show and he deserved to win for sure no one was giving him a run for his money in that house not a single person he wiped the floor with them it was kind of an unfair season in in that way like i was you like think? yeah i mean it was you know I, I don't know about there weren't that many all-stars in it to be honest there i mean i cried a really tear when janelle people. janelle of course, though. but yeah, but then she, Cody should have won, yes. No, I just, Janelle had no chance because there weren't that big of targets in the house except for Janelle. Janelle was the biggest target in that house. Totally. Hands down, no question. Totally. Um, so she didn't have a chance, unfortunately. Um, that was casting's fault. Would you ever go back? I mean, I know you've yeah, been back to host competitions. I you love... would go back into the house and just... Yeah, I would play the game again. Of course I would. But like, I would need, you know, to have some other big targets in the house. You know, I don't want to go the way of Janelle. You know, I don't want to be like, that's Frankie Grande, kill him. And I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know. I don't know what structure would need to be in place so that I wasn't the first one out because I am a big shiny target. As I said on the show, I have a big, beautiful, glittery, shiny target on my back if I walk into that house. So it would have to be with some with some big hitters. You know, it would have to be like me and like Dan Derek. and Derek and yeah. yeah. That would be wild. Can you imagine? Uh, oh, my God. I think they should literally be like, who are the best players? Throw Janelle back in there. Give her another yes, chance. bring her back. She can do it again always. She didn't get her fair shot at all. And why not throw some Dr. Will back in there? Absolutely. I mean, I know. I like, love Dr. Will. He's got his empire, but he is a wonderful man. But you know what? He might come back. Do you did you watch reality TV like in the beginning, like the hills, the simple life? Like, do you like reality TV? Like my the housewives? First, my first reality TV show that I was obsessed. I don't know which was first, but my my favorite was Survivor. Hands down, no question, was Survivor. Um, and Top Model. Um, Project Runway. Those were um, good. Those were the greatest shows ever, ever created, ever. Um, and then Big Brother. Um, and uh then Oh, what's another one that I'm obsessed with? That's reality TV. It's mostly the competition shows. I love reality TV competition shows. Never um, like the Kardashians. Drag Race. Hello, Drag okay. Race. No, never the Kardashians. My boyfriend is obsessed with the Kardashians. I was never. I never jumped on the the Kardashian. But Real Housewives of Beverly Hills only. Exclusively okay. Beverly Hills. That's the only one that I watched. That makes um, sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it. I vibe with them. I vibe I, with those women. As far as Drag Race. Are you happy with Simone? Did you do you think Got Mick got robbed? I mean, I was a huge Got Mick fan. I agree. I think Got Mick got robbed. I think Got Rick, Got Mick is um, just, but I think Got Mick. Here's the deal. I, I don't think that you need to win Drag Race in order to win Drag Race, and I think Drag, totally. Got Mick won one Drag Race. You know what I'm saying? Like Got Mick showed what uh, they were capable of doing, and wow, what an incredible performance! Like booked for life got mick is booked for life so i think in got mick so i'm not upset with the results at all i think all three queens actually were deserving of their their top spot um well four really i thought they were all wonderful um but i think as if it was i think if it was someone that wasn't got mick simone was definitely the way to go I would agree with all that. Candy Muse came out of nowhere for me. And like in the end, I'm like, I get Candy Muse. Like She's I never such a sweetie. Amazing. Yeah. So fun. And like authentic. Like totally authentic. I agree with you. I think Got Mick won drag race and has a career and will be like she'll be the 
the Frankie Grande of, Aww, of Big Brother 16. Yeah, I think like Got Mick is people are chatting, you know? So, 100%. No, Got Mick is set for life. We're, she's good. I think so too. As far as, you know, because even on like Big Brother, like you have always been talking about authentic, you know, with Candy Muse, like you have always been authentically yourself on social media, on yeah. Big Brother, you know, never trying to be a certain type of gay. Was that like a, you know, did you ever question that? You know, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I didn't realize what I had done until I was off the show. Like, I didn't realize that I had given the world such a different concept of what a gay man was until um, many, like, people around the world were telling me, like, wow, we didn't know gay men could be like you. We didn't know gay men were competition beasts. We didn't know that they were um aggressive that they could stand up for themselves in situations and not just cower um we didn't know like there were the big brother has done a very good job of casting a very certain type of homosexual on that show every single season and they're the meek conniving my like you know kind of backseat kind of like schemy gay um yeah. and they want that they want that and i i truly believe that is because i had entered into the casting ring with a certain level of fame that they couldn't um deny that they couldn't deny they were so obsessed with the fact that like they were going to get like a youtuber and a personality on their show for the very first time i was the first influencer to ever be on big brother um they kind of let the fact that i wasn't that type of gay go um and then i just kind of showed the world a whole different side of of the homosexual you know like I don't know, uh, Kinsey scale, you know, and um, people did. were so receptive and I've had so many people like very straight middle American Midwest people, you know, say things like, you know, I, I, I thought God was going to punish all gays, but I can't imagine them doing that to somebody like you. And I was like, wow, thanks. And um, many times I've had stuff like that happen. And uh, I don't know, I've become like this, the straight, the straight, gay ally friends person <laughs> and you i love kind it of have. i love it you kind of have i mean yeah like you know it was more like meek or you know like traditionally like straight acting ish but Who? well not like but not straight acting but like <laughs> not a influencer who's going to do their own thing. You know, I guess meek was a good word. Yeah, no, I think it was like literally like, you know, like I'm thinking about like Andy and like, you know, um, uh, who else is like Josiah? Like um, who else can I name that was a gay on the show? Like just kind of more, um, more flamboyant. And uh, I mean, I'm so, so flamboyant. I don't even know what that means, but basically, yes, the, the strategy was different. Um, they were more, uh, I was more of a like comp beast player, like in your face, like try to beat me, like, come on, try to beat me. Like, if you want to beat me, then you have to put your money where your mouth is kind of, kind of person. And I don't yeah. think that that's always been the strategy that's been employed. It hasn't, wasn't, it wasn't the strategy that was employed by other, other gay people prior to me. Um, which was interesting. Just interesting. I, I how it all turned so. out to be so different. And then like, it's so interesting how I got, you know, like respect and also people come up to me and they were like. Um, you know, my, my family um, accepted me as gay when I came out to them because they saw you on Big Brother. And I was like, that's unbelievable. And thank you so much. You know, I think we're we're like, you know, what's six years away from that now. So I think things are already changed in the zeitgeist of the community. But 
um, that back in the day, like that was a big deal. You know, six years ago, that was actually like a big deal. I um, think so. Like, I think TV has changed even in the six years since you were on it. Hugely. Right? Hugely. I mean, there's so much more representation. There's so many different types of gays on, on TV and on in film now. I think we have a long way to, still to go, you know? Like, I think it's something like less than 1% of uh, all blockbuster movies have a gay leading character in it. So we need to change that. And we need to continue to give the world um, different types of, you know, uh, queer characters so that it's not just all pigeonholed into one kind of uh, genre. Appa, what's going on, honey? What are you barking at? I saw her walk, her hand Come walking here. in the background before. I was like, I see Barking at nothing. He's barking in the closet. I don't know. Maybe he sees a ghost. You're but, like. Um, but I think we're doing a much better job of that. Um, but again, like in, in six years ago, it was, it was a, it was a big deal what happened to me and what I did on that show. So I'm, I'm very um, appreciative that you said that and that you acknowledge that. Thank you. It's true. Do you watch shows like Pose? Like, do you watch Pose? Yes, of course. I watch Pose. Um, I watch, uh, I just watched Halston, which I thought was wonderful. I, I have yet to watch so it, but nice. I heard it's phenomenal. So good. So well done. Big fan. Um, and Pose I, is I, I watch everything. Yeah. Drag Race, I think, is also wonderful, too, to show the world all sorts of different kinds of queer characters. And also, like, that is a very, um, has become a really uh, embraced by the straight community show, which is so nice. You know, it's like it's totally. an ally show. It's like many straight people are getting an idea of how fun, wonderful, quirky, and, and playful um, the, the queer world is through Drag Race. And I, I love them for that. I love them for that. I mean, to think of where Drag Race started and now yeah. it's winning Emmys. Yeah, like every year, like lots and deserved. And I love that it's in different countries now. I watch all the different countries. I watch you do. UK and I watch um, Down Under. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's a commitment. Oh, yeah. UK is actually the best, I think. UK is, is it? really good. Yeah, UK is amazing. I would they watch did the like a tour through New York like two years ago. Like I met some of them, but like I couldn't tell you who. Like they oh came God, through. It was, I think, like part of DragCon. They were the UK girls were there, but Pose to me is like is brilliant. I, I love yeah. Pose, and like Billy Porter just, you know, did you see that? Like Billy Porter just came out as like I've been living with HIV. I don't know if you saw this. Like it just happened. I think like two days oh, ago, no, like he came out it. that he's oh, been living with like HIV for like fourteen years, and just I'm proud of him. Right, like that's a big thing for the community. I would think a hundred percent. To me, it is. We have to destigmatize the. Um, HIV and AIDS like we still have to you know that's what I'm doing the rainbow thon on June 3rd because um, there's a huge part of you know the world that um, in the HIV and um, AIDS, AIDS community and people that have tested positive and are living with it um, that are that still need a tremendous amount of help and I think people think that it is um, a, just a problem of the past and that's very much not the case um, there is still a horrible stigma around it, and there is still people that are suffering from it because we still, you still need access to to medicine. There's still no cure, you know. There is still no way to, you know, um, just completely eradicate it um, from your system without good healthcare. So, and there's a lot of people on the planet that don't have good healthcare. We've seen that. Um, so we still need to help out as much as we humanly possibly can, and um, that's why I'm doing the Rainbowthon again this year on June 3rd at 6 p.m. PST, which I hope you can come to. Um, rainbowthon.org <laughs> and um, yeah I'm really proud of Billy Porter for standing up and you know lending his voice to this amazing cause 
you are doing that at 6 p.m. on June 3rd, PST, 9 p.m. EST. You going to stay up? I'm going to stay up and I'm not a night person, believe it or not. Well, I'm one of these, I are, you're probably a night person, right? I'm just, I'm making this up about you. I am absolutely a night person. Yeah, for sure. And your boyfriend's a gamer. So I'm picturing he's a night person too. I'm just picturing you're both night early. He gets up early. I get up early. He's an early boy. He's an early riser. And sometimes we'll like be in bed for four hours where I'll be awake and he'll be asleep and then it'll just switch. Yeah. So sometimes we don't actually like sleep at the same time. I get it. I, I know a lot of couples like that. I'll stay up late for you, but normally I like to go to bed at like 10 o'clock. I'm one of those people that if I'm out, oh, I could stay out till all hours. But if I'm home, right. I like to go to bed at like 9.30 or 10. You'll be asleep 10. by 11. Perfect. Yeah, it's only an hour and a half. Which I want to talk about that in one second, but you've always been, you know, also like an advocate for the community where did that start? Cause I mean, listen, I know you've been also, I mean, you're just, you're doing a lot. Like you've been doing the COVID you've been donating your time at COVID. At or yeah. People getting the vaccine. Like you don't have to do this. Like it's so easy to just, you know, live your own life. Like that's commendable, but how did all this start? Um, I think, you know, I think it's something about, you know, great, like pr- privilege access, like comes great responsibility. Like I just always felt a calling um, to be of service. And I think that it was always just part of a way that I knew to exist in this world. It was, it was installed, instilled in me from my grandfather down to my mother, down to me, you know, to help people that were less fortunate than I. Um, And that is the only true way that I could um, enjoy the things that I have in life. You know, you can't just be someone that just has, 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 and doesn't give back because then you just turn it into like, you know, uh, a monster, frankly, like a selfish monster. And uh, so, well, a lot of people do go that route. I'm not saying 100%. it's right, but this no, is the I, Hollywood. I'm saying it York is and... not right. I'm yeah. going out there and calling those people out and saying they are not correct to live their life like that. Um, and I um, knew that that was not the way that I wanted to live my life at all. So I just started being of service. And, you know, it started with uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. Then I started my own charity, Broadway in South Africa. And I did uh, work down there in the townships of South Africa. Then I built two schools in Malawi. Then I built a school in Senegal with Build On. And then it just naturally transitioned into AIDS life cycle when I went to a drag show at uh, Mickey's in West Hollywood. And the, uh, the AIDS life cycle drag queens were performing. And I started weeping. And I was like, how do I get involved in this charity? This is amazing. So then I did that. And that brought me to the LA LGBT Center. And then COVID hit. And that brought me to CORE. So it's just, how can I be of service in in my maximum capacity as a human being? And like, just saying yes. Like, you know, like right after this, I'm doing a talk about sobriety. Because that's another area of my life where I'm extremely passionate. Where like, I want to be able to share my story so that other people can um, find hope in, you know, the seeming darkness that is alcoholism and addiction. So it's just another place where I have to be of service. And I just have learned to say yes when people ask for help. Because when I asked for help, there were many people in line to help me. So I want to be that for the world as much as I possibly can. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing 
you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day. That causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who's a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and BetterHelp really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvetrope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvetrope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash velvet rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. That's great. Were you always, you know, this way? Like, I mean, I grew up like a gay boy in Connecticut. I mean, I was bullied. Like, were you just always self-assured like this? I mean, I know you said last time you have your days and, you know, we all do, but like, yes. Yes. or were you yeah. bullied like, and you went through all that growing up? I didn't go through it growing up. No, I was really, really well protected. I lived in a beautiful little bubble. Um, where I carved my own little space and I was constantly given positive feedback and positive reinforcement all growing up. So I think that really gave me the kind of environment in order to succeed and be this kind of like, you know, beacon of self-assurance and self-confidence. But again, like I stumbled along the way and I had to get back to that person. Um, But yeah, I did have a beautiful upbringing um, where I was not bullied until social media and big brother and that's when i had to deal with bullying for the first time in my life as a 30 something year old man which is cyber bullying yeah (laughs) which is just as bad yeah that's horrible it's absolutely horrible it's what sent me into my drug addiction and alcoholism spiral uh it is not a great look it's not nice like people need to like chill out with the typing on the comments you know like just chill out why like you know but luckily i've learned that if people are so sick that they need to comment negative things on on my posts then they're then what they really need is my prayers and my love because that's how i look at it too i look at it the same way i just feel like it's one of my causes in the sense that like maybe because i was bullied when i was young and beat up i mean i can handle it but what about all the people who can't that are 14 now it's just like why i agree and i wish i could there's sick 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 people that are just miserable with no life there's no other 
explanation for it. Yeah. And you can't fan the flames. I think my, you know, that's why my comments have really calmed down because they know that I don't, I don't acknowledge anymore. Like I don't acknowledge the hate. And in fact, like when I see hate, I'm like, Oh God, I hope that person's okay. You know, and that makes them wild. That makes them crazy. They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I just called you a faggot. Don't you want to like yell at me? And I'm like, no, I'm going to pray for you. And they're like, oh, that makes me even matter. I'm going to unfollow you. And I'm like, great. You should have unfollowed me to begin with if you think I'm a faggot. I literally say to every person, thank you for listening to my show. That's I literally just, will just <laughs> type that over and over all day or thanks for stopping by my page. And like people are like, what? Yeah. I don't yeah. listen because you're this. And I'm like, thank you for commenting. I just, whatever it is, I, I, most times I don't engage, but when I do, I'm just like, thank you. Thank you for being a follower. Dun, 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 Seriously. Dun, 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 dun. Let's what, talk about rainbow thon. Yay. So excited. I can't wait for this wonderful event. The second one. <laughs> yeah. The second one. Um, I'm really excited because, you know, last year we did it just kind of like as, um, a uh, desperate something to put together in order to just kind of uh, make it okay that we weren't doing AIDS life cycle, which is so sad and so terrible. And, and this year we're doing it very much as like, just like kind of like a celebration of uh, the fact that we have all made it through another year that uh, AIDS life cycle will be happening in a year. So, um, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty last time and this time we have a lot of, um, you know, like uh, the, the, the real things coming on the horizon. So it's kind of like a ce- more of a celebration, um, more campy, just more like me and my friend. Again, it's me and my best friends just getting together and putting on a show to raise some money for a really good organization. And um, I'm so excited to be a part of it again. Well, you're not doing it alone. You have some fun friends that you're joined by. Yeah. Jojo Siwa, Jewel, I love her. Yeah. Alexandra Billings. We love, love Alexandra Billings. Did you watch Transparent when it was on? It's the best show also. I didn't watch that one. I'm so sad about it, um, but I, I want to. It was phenomenal. I might do really that today. Like Judith Light, Jeffrey. It was like. I love Judith Light. Oh, I like literally it's one of the best things. You would love it. Okay. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I what, can't I didn't watch it. Yeah. You would love it. Yeah. What do you love? Like, do you have any guilty TV binges that you've done during, like, not reality, but just like that? Oh, yeah. Well, I just watched Jupiter's uh, Legacy, which was fantastic. I just watched Shadow and Bone, which was fantastic. Um, I just binged the whole thing. Um, there's a show called Attack on Titan, which is Japanime, and it's just the greatest thing that I've ever, ever seen in my whole life. And it's really? fantastic. Binged the whole thing. It's super gory, and I love it more than anything in the whole wide world. I'm a big sci fi nerd nerd like really fantasy nerd yeah 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 i never would have thought that about you uh, yeah well then you missed all the tattoos all over my body of harry potter lord of the rings star wars star trek i'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate i'm really not great at it i'm always on the go i'm never making that a priority and i'm always hungry this was a real problem until i discovered 310 nutrition i love 310 nutrition's water hydrators you just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better they also have refreshing lemonade mixes my personal favorite they're all in one shapes i love their caramel sundae their vanilla cake the shamrock cream i drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger 
They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Um, you know, uh, dragons and you would have missed well, that slight detail about me. I saw those. I just didn't know there was any relation to Harry Potter because I don't, the Harry <laughs> Potter. you're not in that world. No, I literally. You missed the choo-choo train. You could put it in front of me you and I would never. the Hogwarts Express uh, in platform nine and three corners. You were, you were, you, you couldn't find the door. Couldn't find I the couldn't walkway. Find, but I love like the soup, like charms. <laughs> that, do you ever watch the show Charmed? Like I love the supernatural like that. I just don't do the Harry Potter Oh my God, you, how, how, you love, you would love it. It's the most magical thing on the planet. I, I mean, to start at this point, you would never hear from me again. I would be in a black hole You'd for be like gone. the rest of time. Yeah. Oh, it's only eight. I mean, seven books, eight movies. You'd be <sighs> fine. You'd get through it. It's, it's great. It's, it's very bingeable. It's very oh bingeable. My. I mm-hmm. like the books though. I really like the books. Yeah. I, I, they were like, when I was 18 is when I, I first read um harry potter and it was like my first book i ever read for pleasure so like i actually like it was the first time i was actually reading a book that my school hadn't told me to read and then i immediately read up to four and then i was at the midnight um you know waiting at borders at midnight for the books to drop um for the next five six and seven um and i was in line with friends like dressed as a wizard like i had never had that kind of community that was probably my first like community that I identified with because it was before really? I became part of the LGBT community. Um, cause I didn't come out till I was 21. So the Harry Potter community was probably the first community of Potterheads that I actually was a part of. Um, and it felt amazing to be part of something like that. I um, never would have guessed that. Yeah. Is that wild? So yeah. I came out when I was 21 and then, so I didn't really become part of the LGBT community until Broadway, which was at 24 to three. Wow. So, yeah. And then that's when I was like, oh, LGBT community. This is this is something that I, I want to be a part of and and can be. But um, I actually never realized that. I guess the first community I was in was, was the Potterheads. <laughs> OK, I would not I would not have guessed that. Yeah, I know. In the wild. Do you have a goal in mind? Of, I mean, obviously, the more the better, but how much you want to raise in Rainbowthon, which is for the LGBTQIA Center in LA. Is this your Harry Potter sword? Uh-huh. Wand. Which you just happened, wand, sword. Like, I have no idea what that I is. I have multiple wands on my desk. But yes, this is my serious black one. I oh, have my God. One. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's a nerd. Um, uh, so we like think, nerds. Yeah, we do. I would love to be right? my goal last. It will be, yes, we do. So, like, 60,000 is what I set my goal at because that's what it was last year. So, if we can beat that, that'd be great. I'd love to just inch it out a little bit every single year. It would be fantastic to me. Are you, how are all your friends excited? Like Jewel and JoJo, yes. see what they're all. They're all so excited and they're all said whatever we can do to help. Like they're, they're very happy. They're very excited. You know, I, my, I hate asking people for anything because it's my. Me too. Like, I, I hate, hate it. it. I hate, then, I hate it. I have to remember that I'm not asking for me. This isn't a personal ask like for, for Frankie. This is an ask for the amazing kids at the center that will benefit from this. My, my friends in the LGBT 
LGBTQ community in LA who get access to free therapy because wow. they are, um, you know, they qualify and they've gone to the center. People that have access to free testing, free um, medical consultations, um, housing for homeless gay youths and senior citizens. There's a senior citizen center um, as well that the LGBT uh, uh, center provides for um, services for seniors that are that are homeless in old age because, you know, they didn't have kids and they don't have anybody to take care of them. So where do they go? Um, right. And it's just it's such a beautiful place that has um, so many amazing services. So that's who I'm asking to do the benefit for. And and then I, I, I like get over myself and I'm like, it's not about me. <laughs> it's about the kids and it's about the adults. Um, but if it were for you, you're you're it's I'm, I'm really bad at asking. I for hate things asking too. for things for myself. Hate it. I saw it took me so long to ask for help for my addiction because like I hate asking for things and I hate admitting that there is something on this planet that I can't do alone. Um, me too. I've gotten much better at it, but it's still it's just ingrained in me that that's a sign of failure, which is so wrong. Um, and right. I will still be processing that in therapy for many, many years to come. But, um, you know, it's just, it's not in me to ask for things. So, um, but uh, everyone that I did ask said yes, as always. And it's That's really good. nice to feel so supported. <laughs> There's going to be some really cute numbers that I'm really hoping that you come and enjoy the show. I'm going to stay up late for it. I mean, last year we did have a family member you pulled. Listen, it's all about nepotism in this world, Frankie. I mean. For sure. Might Ariana be stopping by? I mean, very possibly. Anything's possible, right? Anything can happen if you let it. I mean, I, I listen, I'm excited. I'm going to no, stay I'm, up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure she'll, she'll make a cameo at the Val party. <laughs> La, well, last year's was great. I mean, we did talk about Madonna the last time you were here and that she is our favorites. It's Ty for you. I know Celine sometimes. Hopefully Madonna's back in your number one spot. Yeah, she's, she's, she, she's back up there. She's back up there. Don't worry. I, I had my Celine moment for Titanic and now it's Madonna's back at the top. God, but I have to say, for me, I mean, Madonna is is the queen. But one of the besides Rainbow Thon last year, one of my highlights of 2020, which I think is the gay moment of the year, is the Rain on Me video. I just uh, I have to say it, the greatest. Were the you gayest. there? The were you there that day on set? No, it was um, I, COVID I, I, time, so it was real locked down. Yeah, I was going to say I lived through you vicariously with meeting Madonna. Maybe I could live vicariously. But it was a great video. Yeah, it was an amazing video. Yeah. Speaking of Madonna. I've met Gaga, though. She's very kind. She's kind, right? I mean, I've never met her. Very sweet, very kind, and just a a true artist and class act. Yeah, she's so wonderful and relatable i saw her like at the abbey listening to born this way the other day like she's just really like, so, yeah she actually went for the born this way uh 20th anniversary i think and she just was walking up and down the strip like going into clubs she went into the abbey she's like she's an icon first of all it was like wild too like there was like thousands of people out so it was it was amazing. 20th anniversary well now i feel really old isn't it 20th maybe is it uh, it's something like that that's how i I, I'm bad with that. When was Born This Way released? I mean, 20 seems like a long time, but it very well could be 20 years. 2011. 2011. 10 years. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes That's me still feel, a long time. That makes me feel I, know, I was like, oh my God, is that 20 But at years? a certain point, like, doesn't it all just blend together? Yes, I'm horrible with 20 years. 20 years, 10 years, whatever. I, uh, 15, I, sure. Whatever, it's anniversary. Who do you like... 
Hi, Hale. I was going to say, I see. I'm, on, I'm doing an, a podcast. You want to come say hi? He can <laughs> come say hi. Does he stay out of all of the media stuff? I mean, he'll come to a red carpet with me. He will. Um, when, when it's, uh, you know, uh, an event like that, but you know, he's not gonna, he's, he's not the same being as I am. Like, you know, I, I, I live to be in the spotlight, although he's a streamer and he's pretty much in the spotlight every single day. So I don't know, honey, are you getting more comfortable with the spotlight? He said, spotlight's easy. <laughs> you get yeah. used to it. Yeah. Do exactly. you have a favorite Madonna era? That's what I wanted to ask you last time. Like the oh. clothes, the music, like right from the beginning to current. Like, do you have a favorite? I, I mean, I know that's a special that's... place in my heart for Ray of Light because you that do. was my like coming to terms with my own like spiritual spirituality. Um, and I was 13 and that's like a so, you know, just like enamored with her and Kabbalah and all of that. Um, I have a real big affinity for the music era, obviously. I mean, it was just like so much fun. I remember the dancing and, and the club. That was my my coming to myself in clubs. So I feel like it's all like different area, areas of like a moment. And I think, um, you know, uh, music, when she performed with Justin Timberlake, I waited all night outside of Roseland Ballroom in Manhattan um, I slept outside for 18 hours to go to that concert. And I was right in the front room, Madonna and Justin performed. Uh, you only got four minutes to see it. Well. Um, and it was the only time they performed it together. And I was there. And that began, like, my journey into, like, a New York City nightlife. So I, she just has been right there, like, ticking all the boxes of my growth throughout my whole life by album. I cannot wait. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a new album anytime soon, but I cannot wait to, I can't imagine what would be next. The Settled Down album, maybe, Madonna? Something. The like, I'm Ballads. so happy with my man in my kitchen. She just bought a huge place in LA, too. Do you know that? She bought The Weeknd's place. Oh, yes. I had heard that. Yes. So, yeah, she'll be, I guess, maybe she'll have her Settled Down album. We'll I mean, see. I can't see it, but I'm I'm here for either, it. No, I don't think so either. But you know, she she loves to have a settled down moment and then break up with them. Be like, I fucked up. I made a mistake. That's Nobody true. does it better than myself. <laughs> MDNA is one of those where I think I've undervalued that whole album. Like, I don't. It's not. But now I'm like, it's better than I initially thought it was, if that makes yeah. any sense. All of them are better than I initially think they are. As soon as yeah, I, my first totally. listen through of any Madonna Same album, here. I'm always like, and then I always. become obsessed with every single track and memorize everything and learn all the dances and learn all the moves. But like, there's always a moment in the beginning when I'm like, what are you doing? Madam X, I was like, these songs are actually horrific. Yeah. But, and then all of a sudden I, I was like. The stupidest songs, you're like, this is the most profound, amazing song I've ever heard in my entire life. It's yeah. brilliant. And I literally said it was like one of the worst like songs yeah. ever. And like, it's phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Just, it's exactly. Just it. it just worms its way into your soul. It does. Yeah. It's really Who do you like for like new music? Like, are there any up and comers or people that are like just on, like they had their big moment like last I year? I like, like Olivia Rodrigo. I think she's a cutie. I love her little driver's license song. It really broke my heart. Um, and I'm so happy that she's doing well. And she's talented. I was like, hmm. She's talented. You're super talented. Yeah. Um, and I love her for that. 
Um, I've been listening to like a lot of like um, new kind of like dance music, which has been really fun. Um, been like kind of getting into like, you know, like the new phase of like what that is. Um, but I, I do think Olivia Rodrigo, am I saying her name right? That's how I say it, but I say Good. a lot of people's names wrong. Yeah. Well, I do think she's super talented. Um, and, uh, I, I really like her. Um, yeah, she's, I guess she's the top of my new artist. There needs like, to playlists. be something in music. I don't know what it is. I need something to happen. I'm not sure. Yeah, what there it needs is. to be a, a revolution. There needs to be a revolution. It's yeah. something. Just like I don't know. There needs yeah, to be like some new out. boys on the scene. Like I don't know. I just I go back to yeah. the same stuff. Like I Are love Justin. Boys? No, none that I know of. Like I Justin's still love like Justin. I love Justin Timberlake. I think he's oh, brilliant. I was talking about Justin Bieber. I love Justin Bieber too. I Justin's love them both. new album, Bieber, is so good. Justice is so good. He's so, so talented. Like, I don't care Those what you say. Like, No, he's so talented. Um, yeah, I mean, The weekend is obviously amazing. Love, Save Your Tears with My Sister. What a gorgeous, amazing collaboration. I'm so grateful that the world has that now has that, because that was just beautiful. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Who's the new boy on the scene? Hmm. None that I know. No. Interesting. I'm a big band kind of person, so like I like um uh uh because uh, I'm not happy yet, but I'm way less sad. Uh, uh, I don't I'm even happy, know who I'm sings happy, that. I'm a happy yet. A A J R A A R J. Hold on. Way less like, sad. I, it's called way less sad. Um, I like bands, but none. A J R. Love them. Love huh. them. Really, mm-hmm. okay. and they, they deal with sobriety a lot in their in their songs, which I really like too. But it's AJR, and they're great. Like in terms of new bands, love it because I'm a big band person. I love Coldplay, um, Counting Crows. I love um, One Republic, and um, those are good ones. Oh, Harry Styles is fire. Harry Styles fashion. Harry Styles and Timothy Chalamet, as far as fashion, are everything. Harry Styles what a- is wonderful. Harry Styles is good. What about because you mentioned sobriety? It just, I literally just this, I'm late to the game. I just watched the Demi Lovato documentary this past weekend. Oh, it's good. Yeah. What about because I was speaking to another friend about this and it just made me think like, what about she says like she's California sober, meaning like she drinks and smokes pop but doesn't do other stuff. I mean, is there such a thing as California sober? Um, I would, I, I can't say yes to that because if I were to drink or smoke pot, you wouldn't see me for a week and I would probably, you know, I could risk my own life if I were to drink and smoke pot. Um, so there is no such thing as California sober for me. Um, I would call that not sober, um, which is fine, by the way. Like, I don't yeah. think that anyone needs to be sober unless you need to be sober. If you've discovered that that you lived a sober life and that it's not actually for you and that you can you can use without being dead, then go ahead, please do that. I just I wouldn't call that sober behavior at all. I wouldn't put the qualifier of California sober in front of that at all. I would just call it not sober, um, because for me it would be dangerous uh, for me to start to believe that I could smoke weed. It would be dangerous for me to believe that I could have a drink um in a supervised setting and that i would survive that because there is no guarantee for me that once i pick up a drink or a drug 
uh, that first drink and that first drug is the only thing that I have control over. From that point on, my brain is no longer in the driver's seat. The baser instincts have taken over, and that can lead me directly to my death. So it is that serious. So, um, yeah, for me, there's there's no such thing as California sober. But at least you know that, which is great. I mean, I know it was a journey to get there, but, yeah, you know, that's that's great. Yeah. Well, I also understand congratulations are in order. You are now the new co-host of a SpongeBob podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, like when I read this, I'm like, well, that's obvious. Like who else is going to co-host a SpongeBob podcast than Frankie Grande? Yeah. Is, did... I mean, who lives in a pineapple emergency? <laughs> Me. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I'm just like, okay, this makes sense in this world. I love that little SpongeBob. How does this come about? Like, how did that come about? Um, it came about because Nickelodeon said, hey, would you be down uh, to host a SpongeBob podcast? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't think of anything that is more in line with me as a person than SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, we are the same person. I, I grew up watching, you know, I, I say grew up, but I was like 20 or something when, when I started watching SpongeBob. But it was, I watched everything. I watched every single episode. Really? And I related to him on such a profound level. I mean, what a joie de vivre. Like, talk about somebody who lives unapologetically themselves and, and is so appreciative of life and is so filled with gratitude for every single moment. Like that's me. That's how I, that's how I strive to live my life. So, um, I fell in love with that show. Um, my relationships are like, I have a Patrick star in my life, you know, like I have a Squidward in my life, you know, I have a Mr. Krabs. Like I, I relate so profoundly to the relationships that were depicted on that show. So, um, I will have a lot to talk about, um, on this podcast and I'm, I'm really excited. Um, are you so excited just from like, you know, the point of hosting a podcast, Yeah. would you like any advice? Not that you need yeah. my advice, you know, from one podcast host to the next. Like, it's yeah, fun, tell right? Me. I mean, it will be my my first podcast, which I'm very, very excited about um, being the host of. Um, obviously, I've been a guest on many, including yours. Obviously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be the first time I'm in the driver's seat. And I have an amazing co-host um, who is wonderful. Um, and he's just such a delight to um, play off of. Um, I think you're going to love it. Yeah. So, so it isn't all hundred percent on my shoulders, but, um, it will be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. It's like something you could do at home as the world opens. Yeah. There we go. And, and you we can still perform. Will do season one at home. Yeah. What is, what is next for you as the world opens? Um, I'm sure after rainbow thought. I don't know if I'm going to tell you, but I'm shooting an independent film, but I'm not going to tell you what it is or any details, but I'm very excited about that. Um, so I won't tell you any details, but yeah, it's my first lead in a feature in an independent film. Um, so I'm excited. That's kind um, of a big deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. I've never, you know, I'm, I've been mostly TV. So this is, I've done cameos in movies, but never actually been a lead. So it's going to be a really nice, uh, big new step for me and uh, more details when that is, uh, out and I'm sure I'll come promote it on your show, which would be so, so Please fun. Please do. Um, and, uh, yeah, the SpongeBob podcast, those are the next two big things on the horizon for me. Um, and then there's always something right up, right beyond it. I never, I'm so blessed that I haven't really had much downtime in my life. Uh, and I know that the next thing is going to be equally as exciting. And I just stay in gratitude until it shows up on my front door, you know? Do you want to do some traveling as the world opens? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really do. 
Um, I love traveling. Traveling is my favorite thing. So I'm jonesing for it. Yeah. And before we wrap up and go, I have to ask only because I've received hundreds and hundreds of DMs from the last time you were here. They all listened. Hopefully they all bought a ticket to Titanic and watched, but they loved our chat. I'm starting to get those Ticketmaster things now that we haven't seen in like two years. I'm ignoring them all because I'm like, I don't know about it. I'm ready to go back to a concert, but concerts are starting. Yeah. And I have to ask you this so I don't get raked over the coals. Like, do you think Miss Ariana Grande will be going on tour anytime in the near future? I think you'd have to ask her that, sweetheart. That makes sense. (laughs) This time there'll be no hundred DMs, guys, because I asked. Yeah. Um, I am ex- feel free to, to D her, DM her as much as you as you'd like. Is everyone listening to that? There you go. Please don't DM David Yance. Sorry, Ariana. I didn't mean to just spam your your DMs, but I'm pretty sure they're already spammed. So I don't think you'll leave a notice. <laughs> I think so. When can we expect the SpongeBob podcast? Do you know? Um, I we there were um I'm not gonna I don't want to say dates because I don't have an I'll say the wrong thing, but um it's sooner than later. I'm I know that to be a fact. It's they're they're looking to uh get them out pretty soon. So um I'm excited. We we haven't even started production yet, but I know wow. that once we do, it's a podcast, so it'll go fast. I am so excited. Rainbowthon, everybody needs to get their tickets. I'm staying up late. Last year was it's fun. It's fun. It is Are so you- fun. I and promise listen, you're going to see some great, great, amazing, unforgettable performances. Well, also, it's like, to me, it's like it kicks off gay pride. You know, it like, is. It's, it's here, pride guys. kickoff event. It is. It's virtual. Where can everyone Hashtag. find you online? Like your hat. Um, oh, thank you. This hat. is my own design. That. Oh, really? Thank you. Yeah, it's my merch. It. Thanks. Oh, really? I did not yeah. know that. Uh-huh. Oh. Thank you. I'm well, now I want that, that too. Get yeah, I wish I had the merch website that I could tell you, but I don't remember it. Um, but it is I'll there. put a link up. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm uh, good like that. It's um you can find me at Frankie J Grande on all platforms. So please come come on over, uh send me some DMs um asking all sorts of questions that I won't answer. Um and uh let's stay in touch. Let's stay in touch. I'll come back. Congratulations on the movie, the podcast, Rainbow Thon. I can't wait. Thank you so much again. Sorry to take your time. Oh my God, don't apologize. Just, I, have I know. a great time. I love I you. I know. I'm time. just like, you're busy. So I, I appreciate it. And thanks you for You caught me chatting. at the exact right week, honey. There's there's nothing else going on. I'm having a good time. slow week, a little bit. Yeah, but it's so good. I needed it after my crazy five weeks. So we're good. Thank you. Keep in touch, really. You're awesome. Talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. 
or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.